Good morning, Burrow. That's right. It's 9-10 right here at 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. This is the Morning After Sports Show, and we have a great show for you today, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, at 9.30, we'll be joined by Coach O'Neill, the running backs coach of your Edinburgh Fighting Scots football team. So we'll break down all the action that went on down at Bloomsburg and also preview the home opener. That's right, your Fighting Scots bring it on home this Saturday, 1 o'clock, Sox Harrison Stadium. You do not want to miss this game. Also, we're going to be talking a little bit here in the beginning uh, as we move forward about women's soccer as they were in action last night. Finally getting off the schneid and getting a win last night here at home. We'll break down all of that game as well. Miss Maddie G will be joining me here shortly, momentarily. So we'll get into that. Also, um, a few cross-country runners picking up a lot of accolades early in the season as they, um, both teams, men's and women's team, won the home opener uh their big race here on campus at Edinburgh. This Saturday, they will be headed down to Allegheny College down in Meadville, Pennsylvania for the Allegheny Classic. So we'll preview a little bit of that and what to expect from them. So we'll find out all that's going on with all of those throughout the day moving forward. Yes. Also today on the show, like I said, we got two hours to fill here, folks. A lot to talk about. We have our NFL Pick'em. That's right. Maddie and I will go through all of our picks for this Sunday's, well, starting with tonight's game uh, between the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. So we'll be picking through all of those ones. Who we think we're going to win. If you want to join us and compete against us, you can join us on our NFL Pick'em League. It's easy. It's through ESPN.com. Just go to their Fantasy League, pick uh, Pigskin Pick'em, and then the league that you're searching for is mo- the morning after Pick'em. What we do is straight up, there's no points given or taken. Simply, if you pick the correct winner, you get a point. You pick wrong, you don't get said point. And he or she, with the most points, at the end of the year will win the overall title. Um, We also announce weekly winners as who got the most correct um, as we review those picks on Tuesday morning show, usually right after um, Tom Reisenweber calls in from Erie Times News. So like I said, a lot to get to today, a lot to get into So we'll go ahead and let's get into it. Let's go ahead and get it started. It's Tuesday. It's 9-13. Time to get to work. Thursday. Did I say Tuesday? I'm sorry. See, that's why I have Miss Maddie G here. Miss Maddie G keeps me on the straight and narrow and uh, keeps it locked in for me. We're here. It's Thursday. We're ready to go. Ready to go. So, soccer. Soccer. Soccer last night. Done done pretty darn well. Two and one? Mm Mm-hmm. Two to one. Danielle Chatton, I believe, had both the goals for Edinburgh. You are absolutely correct. Uh, she scored in the 10th minute, 21 at 10:21, early in the game, assisted by Rebecca Manns. She scores from the left side into the top right corner, top shelf, if you please, bartender, top shelf. Then at 15 minutes and 47 seconds, again. Assisted by Rebecca Mans, 25 yards out, off of a rebound. Danielle Chatton finding the back of the net. And then in the 74th minute, 58 seconds, uh, Rebecca Lykesell of Cal finally um, puts Cal on the board. So overall, coming out early and keeping ahead, the Edinburgh Fighting Scots doing a really Really good job. Shots for Danielle Chatton. Some of the standouts. Danielle Chatton shots three. Shots on goal two. Two goals. Zero assists. Rebecca Manns two shots. Zero shots on goal. And two assists. 
Sarah Reedy, two shots, one shot on goal. Hallie Hammer, one shot. So doing really well. Also, I'd like to mention the freshman goalkeeper. Am I reading right? Yeah, she did an excellent job. I'm trying to find the. It's in. I'm looking at GoFightingScots.com for those of you who are following along at home. Um, They had. They had an interesting. I can't find it now. All right. Well, apparently Tubby needs to do better show prep. Here it is. Edinburgh freshman Anna Volker had four saves as she picked up her second win of the season. And Cal's Gianna Sinatra finished with uh, two saves. Breakdown of the game overall. Goals, of course, Cal had one, Edinburgh two. Shots, Cal only took seven. Edinburgh took ten total. Shots on goal, Cal had more with five. Edinburgh four. Saves, Cal had two. Edinburgh four. Corner kicks, Cal with two. Edinburgh with four. Offsides penalties. Cal with three, Edinburgh with five. And as a matter of fact, one of those offside penalties took a goal off the board for Edinburgh there mid-game. So it could have been worse. It could have been like 3-1. The ladies on a roll. Again, this is a young Edinburgh Fighting Scots women's team. And they will be in action this Saturday. As they will be taking on, I believe it's Millersville in Millersville. And that's a 1 o'clock tip. Or 1 o'clock kickoff for that one. Yes, I am correct. It's this Saturday. And then they come back to the local area. As they will be taking on that school down south. Slippery Rock. Tuesday. That's a change up. That's awkward for them. Because normally they play on Wednesdays. But they'll be playing Tuesday against Slippery Rock. So we'll try to preview that. We'll recap the Millersville match on Tuesday morning. And then we'll preview that School Down South match Tuesday on the show. Have the results for you on Thursday like we do each and every Thursday here on the morning after. So, Maddie, how excited on a scale of one to SpongeBob going to Goofy Goobers are you about all the sports going on this weekend? Um, you know, is there an option further than SpongeBob going to Goofy Gerbers? I don't know. That's pretty exciting. Okay, that that's about where I'm at. Okay, <laughs> what that about makes you? sense. <laughs> I, I'm really excited because I I want to see. I've been listening in, and I've I've heard the games live here that we broadcasted on WFSE. I'm really excited for football. I'm a big football guy. I really am. I'm really excited for it. So this will be my first look. In fact, I'll be on the call if you happen to not be able to make it out to Sox Harrison Stadium. You can tune in right here to 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio or stream it on live at edinburghnow.com. Or if you happen to be on the go out picking up groceries or shopping or in the library trying to get that research paper work done early, you can tune us in on the mobile app on the TuneIn mobile app or NoBex radio app. Both of them are free apps. Just type in WFSE and you'll get the station streamed live right to your device. Because we are campus media. We are everywhere you are. That's a good tagline. I like it. All right. So, yeah, so I'm excited to see this football team. It's going to be good. Um, a lot of storylines going on with the football team. And we'll talk about those with Coach Kellen O'Neill coming in right at 9.30. It's 9, well, 9.19, 9.20, right about now. Um, also in action, I believe volleyball will also be in action as well. Let me double-check their schedule. Volleyball plays Friday, so tomorrow mm-hmm. at Millersville and Saturday at Westchester. That'll be a 7 p.m. tip-off for that game at Millersville. You can watch it live through their through the Millersville stream. Uh, check out the links on GoFightingScots.com. Also, I'm sure through Edinburgh Now, we'll be tweeting out the links as well for that match. And then Saturday, 
1 p.m. They're staying on that side of the state. They'll take on Westchester University as preseason or early season. It's not really preseason. It's early season. This is yeah, early season. Early season tournament play is now over. Now the ladies pack their lunchbox and it's time to get to work as they open PSAC play opening up against, uh, I want to say PSAC East, but that's not exactly correct because they've now broken the PSAC now into four quarters. So there's now a Northwest Conference, there's a Southwest Conference, Northeast Conference, Southeast Conference. So, But we'll have all of that and the recaps from both games for you Tuesday morning as we do each and every Tuesday. So good luck to the ladies volleyball team as they travel out east. Also good luck to the women's soccer team as they travel out east as well. A look real quick over here at cross country. Again, they're going to be at Allegheny College in Meadville, PA. Parsons on the ladies' side, named PSAC Women's Cross Country Athlete of the Week. So congratulations to her. On the men's side, they were also picking up accolades. As Hallow was selected as the PSAC Men's Cross Country Athlete of the Week. Hallow was also named USTFCCA. C.A. Division II National Men's Athlete of the Week. That also came out this week as well. So, congratulations to them. Good luck Saturday. And that's an early, I think I think it starts early, if I remember correctly. I think it's a morning, like the morning gun. No, they're not going to tell me. Okay, that's fine, whatever. Silly internets. So, a lot of action going on. Keep it locked right here to 88.9. We'll keep you informed. Also, follow us on Twitter at Edinburgh Now and at WFSE889 for all the updates. We're going to go ahead and take a quick break right here. It's 923. So, if you have a 930 class, you got to get a move on. But, if you have a 10 a.m. class... Stick around, because here shortly at 9.30, we'll have Kellen O'Neill, running backs coach of the Edinburgh Fighting Scots football team, right here on the morning after. Don't go anywhere. And we're back right here on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. This is the morning after sports show. I am your host, Tubby. Alongside me, as always, is Miss Maddie G. Hello, hello. And joined now live in studio, Kellen O'Neill, running backs coach, Edinburgh Fighting Scots football. Glad to have you. Thanks for having me, Tubby. Hey, you know what? I okay. So three years ago, you came in with Coach Lustig. First time I met you, we're on the field in Indiana, right? I remember that. Yeah. So I have no clue what's going on. We arrived early. Players aren't even dressed out yet. They're not even really warming up. I mean, special teams guys are out there, but, you know, it's special teams guys. And I'm walking around. I don't know what to do with myself, so I walk over to the coach, and I says, hey, coach, you got anything for me? Like, you know, anything I can use? And he's like, yeah, keep an eye on this kid. We got Walter Fletcher. I think he's going to be special. Yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. And, uh, you know, Walter is an unbelievable talent for us, and uh, I remember spring ball 2016, he, uh, he was kind of buried on the depth chart when we all got here, and he made a cut practice one, and all of us looked at each other, and uh, we knew he had something special. So really, you know, we've known how talented he is from, uh, you know, way back in 2016, and uh, he just keeps getting better and better, and he's got a great attitude, and uh, we're really proud of him. Now, you took last year. You were off last year. You, you left the program. Uh, you went with another program. Where were you at? I can't remember for sure. I was at Duquesne last That's year. Right. Okay. Yes. For those of you who are not from the Pittsburgh area, it's spelled like Duquesne. Yes, it is. But it's, spelled, but it's pronounced Duquesne. Yes. I, I, pick, I have a friend. Her daughter 
goes to Duquesne. Oh, yeah. And I pick on her all the time. I was like, oh, it's Duquesne. Yeah. Yeah. A little tough pronunciation. Yeah. So how was that experience for you? Leaving leaving Edinburgh, leaving that, and then coming back, uh, like getting some experience down there in Duquesne yeah. and then coming back to Burrow. Yeah. You know, it's, it's always good to um, – to go out and experience other things and different viewpoints of how other coaches see things. And, you know, I've been blessed to work at a couple different schools and I've, I've gotten to learn from some really good coaches. So I try to incorporate that with what we're doing here. And, uh, you know, the, the toughest part about when you take another job is the kids that you leave behind. And, uh, you know, I've always really, really cared about, you know, Walter Fletcher and my running backs. And, you know, when the opportunity presented itself to come back, um, you know, I was really excited, and uh, here we are, 2-0. <laughs> right. Speaking of 2-0, let's talk a little bit about that game in Bloomsburg. Your defense really showed out for you. Offensively, though, you guys still kept it moving and were still um, pretty active. Talk about, like, what you saw during that game. Yeah, you know, Bloomsburg's a very good program traditionally. Um, they've won a ton of games the last decade, and uh, – you know, we moved the ball first drive. We moved right down the field, and, um, you know, they made some good adjustments, and I think we had a couple mental errors ourselves that we really kind of, you know, we stalled some drives on ourselves. So, you know, we, we watched the film. We corrected that. But to come out of there with a win against a physical team, I know we had some guys in the ice bath, you know, on Sunday and Monday. Um, to come out of there with a win against a quality program on the road was huge for us, and, uh, you know, we're hoping to carry that momentum forward going this weekend. Right. Now you have – there's a lot of storylines going on this weekend as East Stroudsburg comes all the way up to visit Burrow. Yep. It's Coach Neely's former team. Yep. We had him on the show last week. Um, talk a little bit about what you're seeing out of East Stroudsburg defensively. When I, As a layman, I kind of did a little bit of research and looked on them, and their, their defensive core – Kind of, they spread the wealth. Yeah. I mean, like everybody gets involved. They got several guys. As I look at the stat sheet from their win last week, um, they got several guys. In fact, they got three guys with five tackles, yep. one with seven, a couple with two threes around there. So they're spreading the wealth as far as tackles go. Yeah, they certainly are. They uh, they got a lot of good athletes on defense, and uh, you know they fly the football. If you watch them on film, they're always getting eleven guys of the football. So we got to stay on our blocks. We just got to execute our game plan, and uh, you know we're excited about our game plan. We think we have some pretty good athletes as well. Um, you know, talk about East Stroud; they're another, you know, really uh, prestigious program. They've won a lot of games. They've scored a lot of points, and obviously, you know, there's a big one for Coach Neely. And I know he doesn't want to make it about himself; it's about our kids and our program. But you know, I know Coach Neely is going to be hyped up this week, and uh, it's kind of translated to the offensive side of the ball, I think we're all hungry to, to put a good effort on the field on Saturday. Now, I've noticed with the past two games, on the offense side of the ball, it's almost like like a boxer until you guys yep. take that first hit to the face. Yep. And then once you, once you get smacked around you a little bit, you're like, okay, now it's on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, talk about how in practice or how you're game planning to kind of mitigate some of that and – to get back to the to the strike first, start hard. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, you're going to get that when you have new quarterbacks and a new system. Um, those guys, you know, they're seeing some looks for the first time. But the, the encouraging thing about our quarterbacks is they learn from mistakes and they, they always correct it and move on. So, yeah, I think, you know, the first couple of games we've started a little bit slow and it takes us a little, little bit of time to get going. But uh, we're just going to keep – moving forward and I think as coaches we got to put our guys in the best situation as possible to be successful on Saturday and uh, you know I think we've learned from some of our mistakes and we understand we got to get out of the gates early if we want to compete in the PSAC. So you guys as a running backs coach you guys are all running backs right best friend offensive lineman absolutely talk about the job that coach Corey and that offensive line has been doing for you guys absolutely they are doing an unbelievable job and, uh, you know, I really love the camaraderie that group has up front. They communicate really well. They care about one another. And, uh, you know, our running backs have a really good relationship with those guys. So it's kind of exciting to see once the train gets rolling a little bit and Fletcher gets in attack mode, um, you know, it's, it's a lot of fun to watch. Sometimes Coach Limbach looks at me and he says, just let him go, you know, coach him to the line of scrimmage and he's going to make the play. So uh, we kind of laugh about that. 
our O lines really developed a nasty edge, you know, over the last year or so. And uh, that's a credit to Coach Corey. He really does a great job of motivating his guys. And, you know, our guys really care about each other. They have really good camaraderie up front. And I think our coaching staff has good camaraderie as well. And we're just clicking, you know, on all cylinders right now. Right, exactly. Because they're, I mean, it's almost a matter of pride for them. The the lack of sacks that they've given up. Yeah. I mean, I think it's got to be, I haven't looked because it's kind of a stat that's kind of buried. Yeah. But they haven't given up many, and I want to say that they haven't. They've given up the least within the P sack. Yeah. Thus far, um, I've noticed when they when they open holes, there I mean, you could drive a Mack truck through it. Oh, absolutely. And it, I want to talk to you a, a little bit about uh, Mike Gaelic yeah. coming behind number two on the depth chart, running back. But there's no. He might be number two behind Walter Fletcher. But there's no real step off or letdown from talent level. Oh no way! That guy has gears for days. Yeah, he's uh, he is a great talent. You know, he'd probably start for some programs in the PSAC. He is uh, he's on the track team as well, so he's got the track speed right out of the gate. And you know, it's nice to have a kid like that. When Fletch gets a little tired, you bring those fresh legs into the game. The defense is worn down a little bit. Galix, you know, he's got a ton of speed. If he gets some daylight, he's going to be gone. So he's a nice one-two punch for us, and uh, we feel like we have two of the best backs in the league. So um, he does a great job. He's a great kid. He's a great student, and uh, he's on the track team. He's on the football team. He really has taken advantage of all the opportunities that Edinburgh University's presented to him. So you got two guys now, two top-tier backs. Talk about some of the other guys in the room coming up through and what having – what it means having two top-tier guys like that to the younger guys coming through, the underclassmen. Yeah, absolutely. We have Kyle Sims, a young guy who's working really hard. Um, he's been you know, really working hard in the weight room, getting stronger. And we have a guy named Alvin Lara. Um, he's been with the program a couple years, and he does a really good job for us. He's been helping the scout team defense, giving them a great look as well. So anytime you have – all-American talent and you have to practice against that or you get to watch how those guys practice that really you know elevates their level of play as well so they get to see how you know one of the best guys in the country does it so it really trickles down and we're we're lucky that Fletch sets the tone from the beginning so that just kind of lays out the blueprint guys just got to hop on board buy into the system and just follow the blueprint and it just works out yeah I mean we've we've had this system in place for a couple years now and uh you know, the guys believe in it, and, you know, it's amazing how much you can accomplish when, you know, a collective unit buys into one common goal, and, uh, you know, we're showing that right now. Right. I, I love the running backs because they get – I like to call them the dirty yards. Yeah. You know, they're not the, they're not the ooh and ah crew. Yep. The ooh and ah crew, that's your receivers on the outside. Yep. But uh, let's, let's shine a little bit of a light on them because on the outside – so if I'm a defensive guy – and it's a lot easier for me to understand defense and how to try to shut down an offense. So I'm looking at Edinburgh, and I try to shut down the run. But then on the outside, I got Tanaz Gregory, James Clark, Reddick. I mean, it. what? Yeah. You, you mean you're telling me that not only do I have to game plan for, like, two hard-nosed runners and quick runners at that, now I got to try to keep up with these guys on the outside? Yeah, I mean, we got a lot of talent on the perimeter, and I think that's something that, you know we're trying to exploit a little bit is the field is 53 and a, th a third yards wide and we want to use all you know all 53 of those so when you have a running back as talented as Fletcher and Gaelic up the middle you know they can't really key in on the run game they gotta they gotta pay attention to our perimeter game so we got to do a great job as coaches is spreading the field out and making sure that we're opening up lanes for everybody on our team so we have a ton of talent and uh, we just got to stay balanced and you know we got to stay humble and hungry as well. One of the amazing things about this offense that I love is the ability for you guys to score and eat yardage like quicker than a hiccup. Yeah, uh, You guys have been able to move the ball almost the entire length of the field, sometimes 70, 80 yards when you've started deep in your own end zone or, yeah, towards your own end zone. Yeah. Talk about how, um, how the rapid pace of this offense helps. Yeah, you know, I think we practice at different paces throughout the week. We we have the ability to practice at a slow tempo. We have the ability to speed it up and go fast. And I think 
you know, our guys are very well educated from a football standpoint. They understand the game, and we talk about situational football all the time. So they understand what we're trying to accomplish when we speed up different tempos and stuff like that. And it also helps to have, you know, home run ability with Tanaz and Clark and Fletcher, and you got all these these guys that have the ability to take it to the house in one play. And I think Coach Limbach does a great job of putting guys in, in great situations. And, you know, we also always – we have the ability to run trick plays. And, you know, Coach Limbaugh's an aggressive guy, and he's not afraid to keep his foot on the gas pedal. And I think our guys buy into it, and we want to score as many points as we can every week. Yeah, I, I like the mentality. I, I love that. Like, when you get up, you keep your foot on the gas, you step on the throat, and you don't let up. I mean, it, it's – to the opposing team, it's demoralizing when you, they look up at the scoreboard and they see, you know, it's like 30. Yeah. You know, or or forty yeah. some odd points. Yeah, I mean, it's once we get rolling, it's a you know, it's a lot of fun from an offensive standpoint. And I know you can watch college football, and there'll be a thirty-point lead that will be gone in the blink of an eye. So I think the way the game has evolved and how many points are scored, you can never be complacent. You know, even if you're up 35, 40 points, you gotta you gotta keep your foot on the gas because offenses are too good, and there's too many too many good players in our league that can put points on the board in a hurry. So that's our mentality. I know Coach Neely doesn't ever want to give up a point, and we want to score as many as we can. I almost made a comment, and I I don't know how official it is, but I kind of talked to the Edinburgh Hotel Bar about it, and I said, hey, how about some free food if Burrow puts up 70 points? Now, I'm not putting any pressure on yeah. you, Coach. I'm just saying that there's a possibility. Should we clear that mark? We got to 69. Yeah. So should we clear 70 points, there might be some free food in it. Yeah, I like those incentives, you know, some wings or something, you know, the running backs, I'm sure the O-line would appreciate that. And uh, anytime you have an incentive, you know, I'm all for it. I think that's our goal. We'd love to hit 70. You know, we'd love to watch a film on Sunday morning and score 70 points. So I'm all for it. Awesome. So talk about how excited and how pumped you guys are for Bringing it home to Sox Harrison into the no-fly zone. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I'm a little biased because I'm from Edinburgh and I've, I've been around here, but I truly believe we have the, the best home field advantage in the PSAC. We have great fans, and uh, we get a ton of people there. You know, So it's, it's going to be really exciting. After two games on the road, our kids are excited to come back and play in front of the fans and the band. And, uh, you know, we're excited to, to show everyone what we've been putting together the last couple months. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of hard work that goes in into the season, you know, from really from February on. And uh, we're excited to show everybody what we have. And, you know, our fans are great. So it'll be it'll be a great day Saturday. It is definitely a unique experience. That's a 12 o'clock kickoff right here at Sox Harrison Stadium. You'll see all the fanfare. There'll be tailgates happening all around the stadium. You'll hear the bagpipes just echoing through the hills. It's truly an experience. We have set attendance records before. For those of you who are new to campus, admission is free. F-R-E-E. Free to get in to watch the spectacle that is Edinburgh football. So come on out. It should be a very, well, not only an exciting time, but it's going to be a good game. I, yeah. I can't wait. No doubt. I'm excited, and, uh, you know, the fans are going to be out there. We're excited to show everybody, so uh, Saturday can't get here quick enough. All right. Do you have a few minutes so you can stick around after the break? Yeah, absolutely. All right, so after the break, we'll get back. We'll get uh, Coach O'Neill's uh, opinion about some NFL stuff going on right here on the morning after on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. You're on 88.9 WFSE. And we're back right here on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio. This is the morning after. 9.46 right here in the studio. So if you got a 10 a.m. class, time to put your big people pants on and get on up out the door. But don't worry, we can travel with you as we're streaming live on edinburghnow.com, also on the Nobex radio app and the TuneIn radio app. All apps are free because college kids love free stuff. In the studio with me today, of course, I got my co-host, Miss Maddie G. Hello. And also, still joining us back from the break, Coach Kellen O'Neill, running backs coach, Edinburgh Fighting Scots football. 
Always good to be here, Tubby. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate you. So now we're going to get into some NFL talk because it is our NFL Pick'em show. Um, do you have a fa- What's your favorite NFL team? I'm Pittsburgh everything, so I'm a Steelers fan. Yikes. Yeah, I know. One of them Yinzers. I know. Gosh dang, darn it. I know. That's right. Hey, but you didn't lose last week. Yeah. You, know. you didn't win, but you didn't lose. You didn't lose, yeah. Yeah, I just think it's amazing that the most Brownsian thing ever, they break a losing streak by not winning. It's their best start since 2004, isn't it? Yes. With a tie? Yes. And also, a little fun fact for uh, those Yinzers, I mean, those Steeler fans, uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger has more wins at First Energy Stadium than any Browns quarterback going back to, like, 2002 or something. Yeah, that's incredible. That's just... And he's from Ohio, too. It's sickening. Yeah, that's the tough part. Yeah, because he's from a Mac school. Yeah. Jeez Louise. Yeah. You know, I think it's University of Miami and Ohio is yep, his room, right? Yep. Gosh dang, darn it. <laughs> Let him slip through our fingers. That's all right. We probably would have ruined him anyway. We're the Browns. <laughs> but uh, I just – I know. talk a little bit about uh, – so you, you didn't get the chance to see that game last Sunday? Or? I got to see some highlights, and I definitely like – you know, we're working on Sundays on the next opponent, but it's, it's always fun to check the highlights and, and stay in touch with what's going on in the NFL. Yeah, I just – I was at the game. I left early because I thought it was over. I thought we were done. I'm like, okay, same old Browns. We're done. I know. So did I. (sighs) Cheese and crackers. But anyway, we move on to the next week. Uh, We're starting tonight. Uh, We got um, the Baltimore Ravens at 1-0. We'll take on the Cincinnati Bengals 1-0. Baltimore Ravens are favored in this one. Yeah, I mean, the AFC North, anytime you got the AFC North matching up, you know it's going to be a physical game. Um, those teams definitely don't like each other. I don't know. where Where's the game at? Is it in Cincy? Or is it in I, think it, I think it is in Cincinnati. Yeah, so, I mean, I, I expect that game's going to be a close one all the way to the end. Um, anytime you got a two AFC North teams playing on prime time, it's usually a close game. Yeah, the Ravens absolutely destroyed the Bills. Yeah. And I'm sorry – my apologies to Coach Corey yeah. and the other Buffalo Bills fans out there, but I um I think you guys are the new Browns. Yeah. I, I hate to say it, but that was Peterman did you no favors. And now you gotta start Allen, Josh Allen. Yeah, I mean you can ask <laughs> our, our left tackle Alex Mullock. He's a big Bills fan and Oh that's right. He's uh he's not too happy right now. But yeah, uh, no. Yeah, no, Molly's gonna need some he's gonna need some extra extra wing sauce or something yeah. to console himself. Because it's it ain't looking too good. No. In no, Buffalo. Yikes. Uh what was the other thing? Oh, the the uh the New Orleans Saints game with Tampa Bay. High scoring game, wasn't it? Like nobody wanted to play defense. I know. Nobody. I know. They must have been playing in the dome. It seemed like there was a lot of low scoring games in the NFL and then that one it was it was outrageous. Just nuts. Off off the wall. And then how about probably the greatest human effort ever seen, ever known to man, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Getting knocked out of the game. Yeah. Down 20, what, 20 some odd points, 24, 25 points. I'm sure I'm going to get a text here <laughs> from my football buddy to correct me. But coming back late in the third quarter, coming running out of the tunnel, you know, I almost, I almost heard the, uh, who's the announcer guy from the, from the WWE. Oh, yeah. Like, you, my God, yeah. that's Aaron Rodgers' music. feel it coming, yeah. <laughs> you know? I was yeah. like, holy crap. And he, he he ended up, I went to bed. Yeah. I'm like, this is too late for me. Tubby's got to be up in the morning. I got school. I got things to do. Yeah. I'm going to bed. I know. Like, I think a lot of people did. I mean, he's incredible. I That's the one thing in football you hate seeing injuries, and especially the way A-Rod went down last year. And then to see that again, it you know, it was kind of a scary sight, but – He's an incredible player. For him to come back and lead his team, I think he shows you how important it is to have a quarterback and a leader on your team. You know, everybody on that team obviously has a lot of confidence in him and, and the confidence in their team when he's on the field. And his comments afterward were just so, like, football guy. Yeah. Like, every old-school, hard-nosed football coach – that I've ever met had a tear in their eye probably yeah. hearing that. I mean, that's the love of the game, and, uh, you know, that's the special thing about football. 
Uh, guys, you know, it's the ultimate team sport, and he wanted to be out there for his team. And, uh, you know, you see guys crying, hugging each other, uh, sweating together, you know, all that all that good stuff. So I think it was uh, that was a great spectacle to see, especially on week one. Right, and, I, and as predicted, I was corrected. Yes, the Baltimore and Cincinnati game is in the jungle. It's at Cincinnati at Paul Brown Stadium. The Packers were down 23-17. Okay, yeah. And then Rodgers threw to Randall Cobb for the winning pass. Yeah. Thanks, outside helper guy. <laughs> um, I, I just kind of want to look through who's playing who real quick, and we can kind of break. Okay, so Kansas City, Pittsburgh, yep. in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh coming off the miraculous tie that nobody wanted to win that game. Right. And now it's a coin flip. They got this one at, like, 50, 50, almost 50-50 here. Yeah, the Chiefs are a tough team. Um, you know, I, I know they got rid of their quarterback. Andy Reid's one of the best quarterback coaches in all the NFL, and uh, they're breaking in that Mahomes kid who seems like he's got a big arm, and that Tyreek Hill's probably one of the fastest guys to ever play the sport, and he's he's really tough to tackle right now. So I know it's definitely going to be a tough matchup, and uh, the Steelers are going to have to play well to win that one because the Chiefs are one of the best teams in the AFC. To relate it all back home, three kills kind of strikes me as that Tanaz Gregory type of dude. Yeah, absolutely. Like underestimated, undersized, yeah. still getting it done. Yeah. Um, did you see the highlights from James Conner? Yeah, he's uh, he's a great talent, and uh, I think this whole area is really proud of him. Talk about overcoming adversity and and never quitting, and it's paying off right now. And I think it's a great story, especially <laughs> seeing you know Le'Veon Bell sitting at home. You see another guy take advantage of his opportunities, and I hope he keeps it keeps it moving on. We're all happy for him. The only thing, I, like if I could get James Conner on the phone right now, because he's been here to Burrow. Yeah. He knows we exist. Yeah, he's been to some games. If if I could get him on the phone, the only thing I could ask him would be, what was your barber thinking, bro? Yeah. Like, did he get him all juiced up on shots and said, yeah. "Here's the Clippers, have at it." That's an interesting haircut. I think I don't think I've ever seen that one. You know? I, I don't know, but I mean, if you're going to rack up stats, bro, cut your hair any way you want. Yeah. Business in the front, party in the back. That's what they were saying. Jeez. You know. I know. He was definitely about he was partying to... in the end zone, too. I, I liked how he was celebrating with his linemen. That is always great to see. You know, I, I tell Fletch that's the first thing you got to do is find your linemen because they're the ones that paved the way for you. Right. And he's, you know what? Edinburgh running backs have done a really good job about that. Anytime I've seen them on camera, First thing they do, thank God and family and linemen. Yep, that's, that's the first words out of their mouth, and they're all like humble. Like they understand that that no man is an island on this team. Yeah, you know, that they that they don't do it alone. Absolutely, that's the that's the one encouraging thing is we have so much talent, but none of them are real selfish. You know, they definitely care about the team, and obviously they're all competitive and want to help the team. But at the end of the day. The team success overrides everything, and you know our guys are doing a great job of helping each other, picking each other up when we face some adversity. And uh, I really like the camaraderie of our camaraderie of our team right now, and I think that's why we're being successful. All right, I'm trying to look through here. Oh, there's a here's a nice one. Here's a nice one coming up 8:20 on NBC. It's the New York Giants at 0 and 1, and the Dallas Cowboys also at 0 and 1. It's a 50-50 coin toss. Yeah, you know, divisional rivals, that division's like up for grabs every year. The Eagles win it one year, the Cowboys won it a couple of years ago. So I think that's a great matchup, and they're both, you know, want to get their first win. And uh, Saquon Barkley, I think, last week proved he's going to be a great player in this league. I think the Giants are really well improved, so I think they're a team to look out for. And uh, the Cowboys, I think, are still struggling to find their offense after losing Des Bryant. But, um, you know, that's a, that's a great matchup. Um, I heard a stat this morning was pretty interesting that how much parity there is in the league. I think for the last 15 or 16 years, there's always four different teams to make the playoffs that didn't the year before. So it's not like the NBA where it's like you know who's going to make it. There's always four to six new teams, and I think the Giants could be one of those teams this year. Yeah, well, the good news is, at least for the NBA-wise, it will no longer be the Warriors against whoever LeBron's playing for because right. now they're on the both on the same side. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Gosh dang darn it. I mm, all right. 
But no, he did it. I can't be mad at him. I can't be mad at him. He brought the he brought ship. one back to Cleveland. he he brought one back to the land, and yeah. I was at the parade. And you know what? You're done your thing. Yeah. Go ahead. Go make your bank. Go yeah. get your coin. I'm glad he brought one back. You know that that was a happy ending. Oh, that was as a Cleveland sports fan, being Cleveland, everything. Yeah. Uh, it was it was probably the most ex- like I dragged all my kids. Yeah. Like all all three of them. So we got up early, made the trip over to Cleveland, and. Just to be surrounded by 1.5 million of my closest friends and family yeah. was just awesome. I mean, it was an absolute sea of humanity. Yeah. So. Um, well deserved. I think your Indians have a chance maybe to make a repeat for that. Get you another parade. Ooh. They're a pretty I, good team mm, too. I tell you what, Coach, speak it into existence. I bet. Preach on it. <laughs> God, I'm hoping we got so close, and then we ended up losing it to, uh, to the Cubs. Which for me was a really hard year because my broadcast partner at that time was Drew Patrick. Cubs fan. Cubs fan. Yeah. I'm so guess what I got to hear all year yeah. long. Yeah, I know. It's tough. Ugh. I mean, at least the Cubs had been as long suffering, if not longer, than the Indians to that point. So yeah. I'm like, okay, golf clap. Yep, we can. Well done, fellas. Yeah, Thanks. Appreciate it. Thanks for hanging out. All right. Um, do, 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 do. All right, so it's now 9.58. We're going to go ahead and take a break right here on 88.9 WFSC Fighting Scots Radio. After the break, we come back. Maddie and I will break down all of our picks for the Pick'em League. Coach O'Neill, thank you so much for coming in and hanging out. Thank you for having me. All righty, so we'll be right back right after this. Talk about cumbersome. That's going to be the Fighting Scots offense to the East Stroudsburg defense this Saturday, 12 o'clock, Sox Harrison Stadium. Hey, you're listening to the Morning After Sports Show right here on 88.9 WFSE Fighting Scots Radio, and I'm your host, Tubby. Alongside me, as always, is my co-host, Miss Maddie G. Hello, Tubby. Hello, Hello. WFSE listeners. <laughs> Alrighty, and it's time for our NFL Pick'em Show. I'm going to have to really come up with a jingle, a little jingle for that. Do something. I don't know. Because I need a sounder. Yeah. I, I feel think like what you got is good. Yeah. You could record it and like put a put little music spin to on it. it. Yeah. Do some, do some radio production, like do my job. That's scary. All right. So first up tonight, Baltimore Ravens, Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati. The Ravens are the heavy favored. Coming off of that absolute skull dragging that they gave the Buffalo Bills last week. I'm taking the Ravens because I'm no dummy, Miss Maddie. I'm going to go Ravens as well. All right. So, Miss Maddie is also on the Ravens train to beat the Cincinnati Kitties. Then Sunday, 1 p.m., it's the Carolina Panthers taking on the Atlanta Falcons. Even though the Carolina Panthers won last week, they're the underdog in this one. As the Atlanta Falcons are favored at 0-1, I went with the Falcons, Miss Maddie. Tubby, I'm going with the Panthers. That's not, you know what, I can't argue against it. I just, I don't know, I don't know. It's that feeling. You get that feeling. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Hmm, we'll have to see. We'll have I- to see. It's still early, so like if I mess up early, I can always fix myself up in like further future weeks. I was telling Tubby on the break here, like, week one was hard to pick because really preseason doesn't tell you a whole lot. Nope. And then week two is probably even worse Even worse because you only got one game under your belt. So, like, people are going to go with, like, oh, they won last week. Like, what does that mean for this week? So, like, I think after, like, week three or four, It'll become... It'll start to shake out, and you'll see yeah. who the movers and losers are. So, yeah. I completely agree with you. And then we got the L.A. Chargers going on up to Buffalo to take on the Buffalo Bills. Tubby, I think just for, like, the sake to say I did it, I'm picking Buffalo. Atta girl. <laughs> it's really early again. Like, I'll, I'll just... You never know. Guess who... Uh, I yeah, because they're starting Josh Allen, so the rookie quarterback's going to start. You won't have Peterman out there. The only problem is Buffalo doesn't really have enough offensive weapons to really help out Josh Allen. Sometimes sometimes it's the underdog, though. 
Sometimes. Like a. Uh, sometimes it's not the size of the dog in a fight. It's the size of the fight in the dog. You know, like a certain college basketball team. Oh yeah. That uh, Maddie G picked correctly. Which she won't let anybody live I down. By will the way. Never let anybody live down by that. Uh, she picked the Golden Retrievers of UMBC. And UB. I just I pick the underdogs for everything. I guess. Hey. You know Sometimes what? it works out. Other times it's like, oh, why'd you pick them? Hey, you know what? Even blind squirrels eat. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes, Miss Maddie. Sometimes. But I'm, you know what? I'm, no. I, I am trailing you and my wife because you and my wife are at the top of the leaderboard for the pick'em thus far. I think after this week, things will switch up a little bit. Get back to normal and I'll be winning? Is that what you're telling me? Maybe. But, like, I mean, I with doubt. my picks, I'm picking willy-nilly here for week two. So. Yeah, which, I mean, you can do that in the early weeks, weeks one and two, and then yeah. you can kind of make up ground later in the year. But if you dig yourself too bad of a hole, much like the MLB, if you lose the games in May, it'll come back and bite you in September, October. And as a lot of teams are finding out right now. But anyway, then we have my beloved Cleveland Browns, who did not lose. Did not lose. Did not. Did not lose. They also didn't get free beer. But the Browns will be traveling to New Orleans to take on New Orleans. New Orleans lost. I mean, like, Drew Brees had, like, over 400 yards in offense. A whole heck of a mess of touchdowns. And just still couldn't get it done. So the Saints are looking for some get right against my Brownies there in New Orleans. But I'm taking my Brownies. I'm thinking Miles Garrett and the rest of that defense – has themselves a day. A day. You know, Tubby, they didn't lose last week. They did not. And I picked them, and they didn't lose. And they didn't lose. So, like, I think I'm going to pick them again. We'll see. Maybe it's just me that's... I. You know what? If, it, if it's the Matty G luck, you know what, <laughs> sweetie? Just pick them all year. <laughs> keep picking them. I mean, if they keep tying, I mean, I'll... All season long, they didn't lose. Yep. And then Sunday, another Sunday 1 o'clock game is the Minnesota Vikings versus the Green Bay Packers. Vikings are favored in this one, but by a slim margin. Aaron Rodgers, I don't, I think he's supposed to still play this week. You know what? The favorites in this, like, I, I try not to look at, like, who the favorites are. Because as we get towards the end of the season, I'm probably going to look at, like, who's got who playing, who's winning overall. I'm not going to try and look at the favorites a whole lot. I know last week I based almost all my picks on the favorites. But I'm going to go and be my own person this week and pick the Green Bay Packers. Miss Maddie G striking out on her own, taking the <laughs> Packers. I, to save argument and simply a whooping at home, I'm taking my wife's Packers as well. Simply because happy wife means happy life. I know better. All right, then we have the Houston Texans at 0-1, heavily favored over the Tennessee Titans, who are also 0-1. And, I mean, if it wasn't for, like, a bad play call and a, you know, not taking a timeout when they should have, I think Texas might have had a better chance against New Orleans. So I'm taking Texas. Taking Texas. Taking Texas. Everybody on that Texas train. Then it's the Indianapolis Colts against the Washington Redskins. Redskins at 1-0. Heavily favored in this one over the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going with the Redskins. I don't think luck has enough help for the Colts to do anything worthwhile against the Redskins. I think the Redskins are sneaky undercover. I'm going with the Redskins because I don't think I picked them last week and they won. So I was really upset because I was going back and forth in between those two. Mm -hmm. And I think I went with the favorite pick, and that's what happened, and that's why I'm being my own person this week, Tubby. Gosh dang darn it. Yeah, I totally agree, but I, you know, the, this Washington Redskins team, not a whole lot's being said about them, and I think they're just secretly just getting the work done. They're just showing up, clocking in, and doing work. So... That'll be an interesting game. That is also 1 o'clock on CBS. Then it's the Kansas City Chiefs 
versus the Pittsburgh Steelers, who also did not lose last week. They didn't win either, though. They didn't win. This one will be at home in Heinz, at Heinz Stadium something. I think it's Heinz Stadium. I don't know. Who cares? But, um, yeah, so Pittsburgh's at home against Kansas City. We talked a little bit about that with uh, Coach Kellen O'Neill. And I, I went with the Stillers. I picked. I just. I think that they're gonna. There's enough on tape now that they're gonna correct a lot of stuff. I think Connor, James Connor, is an absolute stud. I think he's gonna get uh, a lot more touches and carries because he can prove that he can do it. Um, and of course, Big Ben's still Big Ben. So yeah, I don't. The only question mark is is Pittsburgh's defense against this Kansas City offense, with all the weapons that. Kansas City has it it may end up being a high scoring game and it's going to come down to who can get the crucial stop so look for this one for a lot of points but I'm taking the Stillers and you said just so you don't get disowned by your family you're also taking the Stillers yeah they found out last weekend that I didn't pick the Steelers and uh then we had to leave the family function very soon after (laughs) now um they uh were not happy but they know that on my own person, yeah. right? But You're doing your own thing. Um, just to just to settle the waters a couple weeks, I might have to pick the Steelers for the next couple weeks. <laughs> All right, then we move on to Miami going to New York to take on the Jets. The Jets are heavily favored after that awesome debut by Sam Darnold and crew. Miami, even though they won, still looking a little shaky. I went with the Jets because I just. I don't know. I kind of want to believe in the rookie guy. I want to believe that he's the quarterback savior that they've been looking for all along since uh, Joe Namath's retirement. So I went with the Jets. As did I. <coughs> then we have the champion Philadelphia Eagles at 1-0 taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who even though the Tampa Bay Buccaneers did win against the Saints last week, are the heavy, heavy, heavy underdog in their own stadium against the Philadelphia Eagles. I went with the Eagles because to be the man, you have to beat the man, and so far they haven't been beaten. So I went with the Eagles. Tubby, I'm going to do it. Do it! I'm going to do it. All right, I'm going with Tampa Bay. It's early. I can always make up the points later. Let's just see what happens. Why not? Why not? Why not? They both got wins last week, right? Yep. Like, let's let's go for it. Let's <laughs> do it. All right, so then uh, it brings us to the Detroit Lions going out to the West Coast in a 4 o'clock game against the San Francisco 49ers. Niners, again, are the heavily heavy favored. Sta- or, yeah, Stafford the quarterback for the Detroit Lions and new head coach Patricia are just oh, struggling right now. They just had a complete meltdown in their game. So I went with San Francisco just because I don't think Detroit has enough to get right right now. They may eventually, but right now, early in the season, mm, I'm thinking not so much. Yeah. I don't know. We'll come back to that one for me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't have enough confidence to pick the underdog, folks, and she doesn't want to pick the over. So that's that's what that comes down to. Then it's the Arizona Cardinals versus the L.A. Rams. Cards at 0-1. Rams at 1-0. Gurley an absolute beast. Goff doing his thing for the Rams. I went with the Rams all day, every day. I went with the Rams, too. It's kind of hard not to. I mean, they looked good. They did. Uh, Denver Broncos will be taking on the Oakland Raiders as the Raiders come up to mile high to take on the Broncos. Broncos heavily favored. I also went with the the Broncos. I don't think that Chucky Gruden has it all figured out yet. I think he's missing a lot of pieces. Even though Lynch did look good in his debut, um. But I don't think anything else. I don't have anything else to write home about about the Raiders. They, uh, Chucky Gruden and Carr just are not on the same page yet. So I don't know. We'll see how they fare. I I like. I I think it's uh, 
Case Keenum is a quarterback, I think, for Denver. But anyway, I like Denver. Taking Denver. Yeah, I picked Denver, too. I forgot that we're going in this order, and you pick first, and then me. I, that's why I didn't say anything right there. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. It's fine. It's week two for us, too. We're allowed, to, we're allowed to stumble our way through it. And then at 425, the New England Patriots will be taking on your Jacksonville Jaguars. Both teams want to know. The Jacksonville Jaguars, though, are the underdog. I went with the Patriots. I'm pretty sure you're going with your Jags, huh? I feel like I'm obligated to as a fan. Right. So like, I'm, I'm gonna. And if they lose, I'll be really upset. Because I picked Not them. only did they lose, but <laughs> yeah. you also lose a point for picking them. Yeah. No, so, um, I'm gonna pick them. I'll go with them. They're my team now. Gotta go with them. All right, and then in the Sunday night showcase game, it's the New York football giants taking on their divisional rival, the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And Dallas Cowboys are favored in this one. Both teams sit at 0-1. Um, Dallas Cowboys are only favored by, like... A two points. My fingernail. Yeah, if. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going, I'm going with the Cowboys. I just... I just feel okay, it. I was going to go for the Cowboys, but I'm going for the Giants because you're picking Cowboys. Okay. We're going to see who wins. That's fine. I don't believe in Pat Shermer because it's a process and he's going to battle, but I don't think he has enough. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. All right. Then in the Monday night game. Woo, doggy. This one, folks, is going to be a barn burner. I mean, it is deadlocked. It is fitty-fitty. The Chicago Bears and Khalil Mack. Taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Both teams at 0-1. But I think the Bears looked better than the than the Seahawks did in their first game. I think Khalil Mack is going to be an absolute force to be reckoned with. I think he's going to dominate in this game. And Mitch Trubisky did not look that bad. Did not look that bad. And as you know, with a great defense, all you need is marginal quarterback play marginal like we're not looking for Trubisky to be Aaron Rodgers or anything so yeah I'm going with Chicago as am I okay excellent that wraps it up well I, then we, I have the score for Chicago 24-14 over Seattle I'm not revealing my tiebreaker score because I know there are still people in our league that haven't picked I don't yet. care I don't catch me if you can, because I'm headed for the top. I know you and my wife are at the top of the leaderboard, but I'm coming for the top. So that will wrap up our NFL Pick'em preview for this weekend. Maddie, are there any Division One? And I know we didn't talk about this in the pre-show, pre-show prep or the show rundown, but are there any Division One football games you're looking for? Like you want to see highlights of? Because I know you're going to be busy here at Sox Harrison. Yeah, I'm going to be busy here at Sox Harrison. So, Tubby, I think that's another thing. We need to find me a college Division One football team. Mm. That's the next one. We got my NFL team. We got your NFL team. But, like, I need a college Division One team. Mm. So, mm. if you have any suggestions out there. Yeah. You know. Wow. I don't know. I'm an Ohio State guy because I had friends who went to Ohio State. Yeah. Drew, of course, is a Penn State guy. Yeah. Um, only thing I could say is definitely not Michigan. Not Alabama because it's too easy. I mean, they win a lot, so maybe, but I just can't. Mm, I can't. I can't sanction bandwagoning. What is uh, Mr. G Money hypes? G Money hypes is a Utah and West Virginia. I should have called the West Virginia. Yeah, West Virginia Mountaineers guy and also Utah. But he also, now that he's in grad school at Syracuse, he's also there's a tie-in. You could pick Syracuse. You could pick the Orangemen because there's a tie-in. Former head coach of the Fighting Scots, yeah. Coach Justin Lustick, is now the special teams coach out there at Syracuse for the Orangemen. And a couple of our uh, commentating alumni. Mm-hmm. And radio alumni are out there now. Mr. G Money Gabe Hypes is out there as well as Dakota Palmer. Yep, Dakota Palmer. Dak the attack. Um 
So maybe that'll be my project this week. Tuesday I'll have us. Or maybe Thursday. I'll give them I'll give myself a full week. I'll check out some teams this weekend. Okay. Give myself a full week. But I'm just saying, I mean, like if you pick Syracuse, then Dakota would be obligated <laughs> to send you some gear. She already sent me some gear. As I'm saying. <laughs> so you already got the gear for it. I guess. I'll think on it. It's not a bad pick. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's not a glory pick, I guess. I don't know. Be all right. It'll be all right. So, like we said before, a lot of action going on. Women's soccer in action at Millersville this Saturday. 1 o'clock kickoff for that one. Also, Friday night, ladies volleyball in action at Millersville as well. Apparently, it's Millersville weekend for the ladies. Uh, first tip-off for that will be at 7 p.m. You can watch it live uh, through the Millersville stream. The link for that will be up on... We'll tweet it out here through Edinburgh Now and also through our individual Twitter accounts. But also, if you can't find it, you can go to GoFightingScots.com and click on their schedule. They'll have the link up for there. Also, the following day, the ladies will be taking on... Ladies Volleyball will be taking on Westchester. On Saturday, I believe that's a 4 p.m. tip for that one. And then cross country will be in action all day down in Meadville at the Allegheny College Classic. So right down the road, they don't have to go that far. Saving money and gas on that one. But some good competition. So we'll be excited to see um, how the Harriers do, both men's and women cross country, this Saturday. And then, of course, the main event. Well, according to me, I'm a football guy. But main event will be happening right here. Sox Harrison, East Stroudsburg, coming in to take on your Fighting Scots. Free admission with your student ID, plus all the awesome concessions that Edinburgh has to offer. Really good food. The cookies are what Tubby always talks about. The cookies. The cookies. Tubby, are your, you and your kids going to be here? I think so. You think so? Yeah, I think I'm going to be on the call. I'm going to be on the call, and I may bring my kids, and you want to know why? Simply because following the game at 4 p.m., we have Burl's Wing Cook-Off. That's right. This Saturday, September 15th, it's who has the best wings in town. Will it be the Hotel Bar, Roadhouse 698, The Empty Keg, Wow Cafe and Wingery, or Norman's Deli? You can find out by coming down to Van Houten from 4 to 7 p.m. It's free to students and open in the community for a donation. All proceeds will go to Make-A-Wish Foundation. So come on out after the game because you know me. After a win, I'm still hungry. Tubby's going to go down and get himself some wings right here at Van Houten. That's 4 p.m. to 7 p.m. Proceeds to benefit Make-A-Wish. That's put... Put out by the UPB. You can come and get some wings? I cannot. I have a prior engagement. Gosh dang darn it. Um, as per recorded last year, I am uh, on a bowling league. And ah. again, starting my bowling league weekend this weekend. I also have to bowl. So, I am not good. So... Ooh, you know what? We can compare scores. Yeah, we could. That'll be awesome. Yeah, it'll be so great. Well, I'm not that good. I'm not that good either. Like I'm I have like a like a. I don't. I think maybe one time I broke a hundred. Okay. Oh, okay. We're we're about the same then. All right. My like I'm gonna compare last season to this season. Last season, uh, my opening average was thirty. Outstanding. Yeah. So. Just trying to break 30 this year. Wow. Okay. So we'll have that action for you, too. We'll, <laughs> you know what? We'll keep you up to date with all the bowling action, too. We'll have a recap from our bowling endeavors on Tuesday's show. Tuesday's going to be a good show. We're going to recap everything. We'll be joined in the 10 o'clock hour by Tom Reisenweber of Erie Times News to break down all of the Friday football action. The Titusville Rockets are actually in action tonight as they take on prep at Veteran Stadium in Erie. So that's a that's one of the rare Thursday night games. Also, Pudge is in action. 
as Titusville <laughs> Middle School will be taking on Sagertown Middle School. That game's at 4 o'clock. We've got, like, everything for y'all this year. Yeah, a little bit got, of everything. Tubby's got all the middle school action going on. I got some Titusville Pee Wee football action going on with some, video. Got some bowling going on. Yep. And then, like, National and Edinburgh. And yep. And then all your Division Two action plus uh, your Division One action and then professional and all that stuff. We're going to have lots for you this fall. Yep. I hope it sticks around for spring, too. <laughs> A lot of stuff. Well, I mean, we transition in the spring. We'll have... We'll have basketball coverage, men's and women's. Both teams returning a lot of starters. Mm-hmm. Should be really good after two really good seasons out of both of them last year. Both of them making it to the Division Two tournament. So, should be really, really exciting for both teams. I can't wait for that. Also, wrestling with brand new head coach Matt Hill. He'll start his uh, inaugural season, if you will, as head of the Edinburgh Fighting Scots wrestling team. Which, by the way, you can check out my interview with him on our Facebook page. Facebook.com backslash The Morning After Sports Show. Where we'll have videos, uh, commentary. You can catch the link to the podcast of this show should you miss any of it. Which I don't know why you would, but if you happen to, because you know you have a life or something. Then you can check it out at your leisure. And now those links will be out through our Facebook page. Also, check out edinburghnow.com. If you're unable to pick up your latest copy of The Spectator, all the articles, photos, and news will be online at edinburghnow.com. Also, you can stream live WFSE through that website as well. And also check out all the videos and content generated by ETV, our campus media TV station. As well as check out galleries that we've made. I know the spring football one's still up. I think we'll probably have a homecoming one coming up here soon. Um, uh, maybe I'll try to throw something together for fall football this year. We, it, we'll see. I'll, I'll keep you updated. And then also you can check out the merch that we have for Campus Media. I know we have the morning after mugs and shirts at least. I don't know if we've gained any other merch that we have. But check it all out. On edinburghnow.com. Yep. Your source for everything Campus Media because Campus Media, we are everywhere you are. And that about wraps it up for us here on this Thursday morning. It's 1036. If you got a 11 a.m. class, you may want to get moving. And to help you get moving, we'll have all the tunes that get you moving right here at 88.9 WFSC. Folks, I will see you, well, Saturday if you happen to tune in. I'll be on the call. Chris Rosado will be my play-by-play. And then Monday kicks off with more sports. Let's talk about sports with Luke. He'll be in here at 10 o'clock on Monday. And then 9 a.m. on Tuesday, right back here with the morning after with Maddie G and I. And we'll break down everything that happened over the weekend. So until then, Burrow, have yourselves a great day.